0: Okay, how's the new keyboard? Can you give us a little test?
1: Oh my god. It's so loud. Everyone hates it.
0: Oh my god, amazing. Your neighbor <laughs> knocks on your door.
1: No. It's not that bad, but it's um kind of getting used to when I'm like video gaming and I'm on I'm talking to my friends. Um <laughs> it picks up.
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah. But uh, I I don't know. I just need uh I, I think I need an arm for my mic. I think that will fix a lot of it.
0: Yeah, do it. Do that caster arm.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, welcome jet, back.
0: I got coffee, ready to go.
1: Shit. Uh, when did you fly back?
0: Last night. Shit. Well, I mean, it took 24 hours to get home, if you include the time difference. So It was like 15 hours of travel time plus the nine hour time difference. So
1: uh,
0: I got to do daylight savings twice because I... It happens two weeks later in the US So I no. was in the Netherlands for it And I was in LA for it So no. I got an extra hour of sleep twice Which I don't know how that works Am I older One hour older than everybody I don't know <laughs> um, It's like interstellar How he like ages or doesn't age And everyone else does and His daughter's older than him
1: Yeah which, where you get into weird fucking time thing.
0: Interstellar is my go-to, like, um, uh, like, plane movie. If, uh, if I've watched everything else, like, if there's no in-seat video, or if there is and there aren't any like movies left to watch, and I don't have anything on my iPad, I'll just watch Interstellar again. (laughs) sick. Um, speaking of which, on my flight out to uh LA on last week, last last weekend, I watched every Apple TV Plus show that is for adults. Um, so I didn't, I didn't watch the helpsters or I thought ghostwriter looked a little like teenagey. Maybe I'll revisit it because people are talking about it still, but yeah. And I guess we could get into Apple TV plus on the show if you want, but, uh, the, the summary is probably not worth $5 if you compare to like how much you get with Netflix or anything else, but it's free if you buy an Apple product. So it's free for a year. And you probably buy one Apple product. I mean, like people that are kind of probably the audience that listens to this podcast. If you are an Apple user, you're probably either upgrading your phone or your laptop or your Apple TV. Yeah. You know, one of them within a 12 month period. And if you maybe you do that every 18 months, like if you really are obsessed with these shows, $5 is cheap.
1: The thing is, I, it's gonna take like a couple of years before the five dollars are gonna be worth it. Because I was thinking about yes, this as well. Exactly. The reason why I have a Netflix thing is because I'm invested in a bunch of shows that they've done. Um and I know they will come out with new seasons, hopefully. Um and then every time I'm like, Oh, I might cancel my subscription because I haven't watched for a while, then I'm like, Oh, but next month this show is gonna come out, you know? So
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about it in the episode and then um, the other thing I did on my flight is I started using Luma Fusion, which is a video editing app for the iPad um, by a company called LumaTouch, and I'd never heard of them before. But I was I've I've ended up like on that like algorithm for YouTube for the like uh, all the people that tried it use their iPad as their main computer. Yeah. So, like, every week I get recommended a different video where someone's like, I, I ditched my laptop for an iPad <laughs> Pro for a week. And, like, you know, the conclusion of all of this is always, like...
1: Not the area, it's close.
0: Yeah, it's, like, the software limitation for something I need. But those are YouTubers, like, usually, like, a normal person that's, like, doing docs and social media and stuff. Like, it's more than enough. Yeah. But LumaFusion is, like, hey... You want to video edit on your iPad? And so I've been editing this podcast in LumaFusion. Wow. With my Apple Pencil. And it's really dope.
1: Oh, that sounds really interesting, actually.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think next week what I'm gonna try and do is record from my iPad as well. Yeah. Because I have a, as I mentioned last week, a cable to connect my Yeti mic directly mm-hmm. to USB C. So, um, yeah, next week I'm going to try and do literally the whole podcast on my iPad Pro and edit it and publish it.
1: Yeah, my my iPad doesn't take USB-C, unfortunately.
0: No. And I want to apologize to the audience for the last episode, episode 121 being so late. Um, as of right now, recording it's still not published, but it will be published by the time you hear this, obviously. Um, we had some tactical difficulties with uh, some audio drift. Between the three mics, I think uh, um, there's an issue where when we're in person, when we create a, um, a multi-input channel into our computer, you can sync up the, the time scale of all the mics to one mic. So they're all locked together. Ah. And when we're all separate, we recorded in separate software, which is not normally a problem. But the time period of each of the mic was set differently. Um, It's sort of like when you record different video um, frames per second. You know, you could do like 24 frames a second or 30 frames a second. When you go to put those together, it can cause some issues. So it's the same with audio. And um, yeah, that's what happened. And so uh, I would start editing. And then over the course of the episode our audio tracks would drift apart in time. Oh, no. So we'd start talking over each. It would start like on being unaligned. And so I've had to cut up the episode and realign it throughout the hour. Um,
1: That sounds like a nightmare.
0: It's okay. Like I said, I was doing on my iPad on the plane. So I was like having a lot of fun just like playing with the new software. So I, I made it as entertaining as I could. For myself but uh it, it just caused a little bit of delay as i was working through that and i'm working on some fixes for moving forward so yeah hopefully not an issue again but again apologize for that late episode we it came out more than a week after we talked about it so
1: yeah well i mean we're, we're, we're still trying to make this uh thing work where we're recording on longer distance and i mean it's taking some time for us to get our footing as well uh i mean It's also harder to get synced up as well for the three of us sometimes, which is uh, something that we have to work on, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking of which, if you uh, hadn't noticed, you're listening. Owen has not chimed in yet. Um, We think that he has overslept his alarm. And um, uh, yeah, so we're going to record until he shows up. and Yeah, so Owen might join us partway through this episode, and if he doesn't, we'll uh, we'll record this and publish it, and Owen will be on the next episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of the things that we always said was a, a pro of being with three hosts, I guess, where we can also make episodes work with just two of the three. Exactly. And um, I'm really into that idea. So it's, yeah, it's not a problem when, when one of us can't make it.
0: Exactly. So I hope. <laughs> I hope so we're going to talk about um uh we're going to talk about surface computers we're going to talk about adobe max which is the conference i went to in la yes we're going to talk about um the vice what was the other uh organization of uh, the fader fader and um what else are we going to talk about today
1: the vice fader thing is not really a deck thing it's more of a Toxic men thing.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll mention it in the pre-show right now and people can check out.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would definitely consider reading that article. It's, I mean, we all knew Vice was like a shit show, but um, this is interesting new details and light on how sometimes industries like that work as well. Yeah. Uh, um, I, and- we all know that this is happening in tech as well.
0: <laughs> yes, we do
1: which is sad
0: and um just because i mentioned it last episode my light phone 2 is about to ship i got an email that was like last chance to update your shipping information before it ships out so uh it's real but uh i don't think it's worth talking about in the show because it's not here yet
1: sick i'm looking forward to hear you actually talk about it when you got it
0: yeah i might start uh, a youtube channel
1: Yes. I've yes. been thinking about it. I just
0: don't you know, I watch a lot of like device review shows because I've been it's laptop to hardware season, so I've gotten yep. into that. And I just don't I'm sure I have a good backdrop yet, but I think most of these shows start off with what people have and then get better as they make money. So Exactly. I think I'll exactly. just shoot it in my messy office and go from there. Yeah. Or maybe like I'll sit on my floor and do it on my like coffee table. I don't know. I'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, I think your living room has a really good white wall that you could potentially use, but it's probably a great idea to start uh, as small and as easy as possible. So it ha- you have don't have a lot of um, things you have to think, of. like if you have to build a, a whole set every time you have a video idea, um, it's gonna be annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might literally like sit on the floor and do it in my living room because the light's so good out there. Anyway, well, exactly. I'll obviously let everyone know when I post, when I start a YouTube channel.
1: Yes. And I
0: also was thinking that next week I would like to um, live stream Charged. But we always say that we're going to do a live episode and then we don't. So I'm going to just not announce it until it's scheduled with Owen. Yeah.
1: Exactly. What are we going to live stream about?
0: Oh, just like do the episode live.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Okay. um, I'm going to do the intro and maybe Owen will show up. Yes. (laughs)
1: Do the intro three times and Owen will show up in the mirror.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 122, a podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around you. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and with me is...
1: Frederica Mottey.
0: And maybe Owen will join us. Maybe. How's or the weather?
1: Not. Oh, the weather. Um, I haven't been outside yet, if I'm completely honest. But from inside of my home, it looks very shiny and bright and cold.
0: Yeah. Same. It it is sunny. I you know, I just got back from LA, so I'm a little jet lagged, but that's not really weather. But um LA was nice because it was much, much, much warmer. At the same time, it was just getting gross here. So it was nice to go back to the States and have that. But um, I was at Adobe Max, uh, which is a conference by Adobe, obviously. Um, and they had like 17,000 guests.
1: Whoa.
0: So we were in... So if you are if you know LA at all, this is going to be a little crazy to hear this. It was in the Los Angeles Convention Center, all of it, the whole Staples Center, the whole JW Marriott, all of their conference rooms, and the Grammy uh, Grammy Museum Hall, I think is what the building's called. So all four of those buildings were completely full of the conference. Wow. Oh, and the Microsoft Theater.
1: So I have never been in LA, but this sounds big.
0: It was big, well- and they warned us that the, how this connects to the weather is they warned us to bring extra layers because the the conference rooms are often cold. So I literally had like a sweater and a jacket on the entire conference, even though it was like 28 degrees outside.
1: Wow. I <laughs> know. Was it actually that cold or were you just was, overdressed?
0: No, no. It was really cold in the rooms. The Damn. first day of the keynote, I almost like left, even though the keynote was so good because it was so cold. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: How how is that even possible when it's twenty eight degrees? Is that is that just AC? Yeah,
0: it's just AC. Well, plus what? these buildings are like hundred percent concrete, but
1: <laughs> Wow. I I personally as a European don't really like AC <laughs> except for when it's forty degrees.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been sort of used to like uh like normal. Well and like in Amsterdam right now we have heat on in our apartments. So it's like I'm used to taking off the layers from outside coming in and it was the opposite in LA.
1: Yeah.
0: It was like coming from the street. I had to like put on a jacket as I was coming inside.
1: <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. How was the conference? You've never been before, right? I've never
0: been. This was my first Max. I can't speak for how it's been other years, but this was such an amazing conference. I would absolutely go again. And this might be a controversial statement, but I might have liked it better than XOXO. <gasps>
1: what <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> like X-XO, uh has topics that it talks about that I don't think any other conference will talk about. Yeah, it talks we, but... more about like mm. ethics and um, problems in the industry and sexism, and like a lot of that was not covered at XC, Although there were a couple ethics like sessions, which was cool. Um, so it was a little bit more like mainstream conferencey. Um, plus, there was like a whole convention floor that they called the Community Pavilion. That was the best convention floor I've ever been to. Sick. Um, yeah, and I, met- I guess
1: I guess it's it's also a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. It it's like eighteen hundred dollars for a ticket, I think. Um, which no, but- I Adobe uh, gave me a ticket for free. So um, I don't know that I would. I asked a lot of people this because so I was in a, um, a part of it called the UX leader summit. They had 200. I don't know how they picked these people, but people that work in UX across the industry and um, they had like a special like half day on Sunday before the conference started. That was like all stuff for this group of people. OK. And um, it was really great to meet those people like um I don't know. It was like one of my activities at my table, there was a guy who like led UX for HP and Home Depot and the former design director of the noun project. It was like a lot of people from um, big companies as well as like smaller tech companies that I was used to more like Figma would target. Um, they were doing this thing that I think was really smart is they invited a bunch of people to this UX leader summit f- and gave them free tickets that are not Adobe users. So people that are like prominent in the like Figma evangelist sort of community, people like um, I don't know if I should shout names out, but people that are like very vocal as like a loud Figma customer at a large tech company that has moved their whole tech company over to using Figma. They invited those people and give them free tickets and would like pay for their flight down to LA and stuff like that, which I thought was really smart. They were trying to show these people that, um, XD has changed a lot. Adobe XD is sort of the equivalent for those that don't know of like sketch and Figma and, um, uh, what is the envision one called? It doesn't matter. Um, It's like yeah.
1: I honestly, I honestly saw a lot of hype for XD. People were like, "Oh, this is interesting." And this, this like forever tug of war with like Mm -hmm. Sketch and Figma and XD is very interesting. But I I never know which one to back personally because XD is one that is available for me always, as I have the CC subscription. But then I also really love Figma. You know what I mean? Like it's
0: well. Then the thing about Figma and XD is they're both free. So if you are listening and want to try them, just go for it. Like they're free.
1: Yeah, They're still free.
0: (laughs) They're still free. Yeah. I mean, XD used to cost money. It used to be part of creative cloud and they made it free to compete with Figma. But the way I look at it, like I used to be like ride or die Figma, but now that I don't work at a design tool company, I don't see why people can't use all of these tools. Like I use Figma. I use XD. I have sketch installed for when a client wants to use it. Like, there's no reason yeah, exactly. you have to be ride or die. One of these <laughs> companies. No, exactly.
1: Also, Except they're... for when you're in a company that just did the picking for you.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, uh, they, they invited all of these people that are a diehard, like sketch and figma users. And I think that they're, they were right to do it because their product really has come a long way. And there are some features that I saw that are better than Figma and that made me want to switch to XD as my main um, design tool. So they they timed it right. They, they had the right momentum. They've been working on it for, I think, three years now, they were saying. XD is three years old now. Um, they've got a lot of really talented people working on it. And I think they've thrown enough like time and energy into it that uh, this was the right time to do this. And invite all of this competition and be like, hey, we've got a lot of exciting stuff. And they do this really cool thing called sneaks. They did it both at the leadership uh, summit and during the main conference um, where they have engineers or design leads or product managers come out and show a feature that they have built internally that is not yet integrated in the product. So, um, for example, during the main event, they showed, like, a bunch of stuff where it was, like, someone writing code into a terminal and dragging, like, a photo over into Terminal to, show, to like, show what the technology could do. But it's not, like, it wasn't, like, built into Photoshop yet. They were just, like, here's something that's coming. And so it was really Whoa. cool it, to do that. Because a lot of the times, um, as I look at people that are using tech tools, they're like, what's your roadmap? Or do you have like a public board where you people are talking about beta features or anything? This is like a cool way to do that is like, here's technology we've built. And it's not integrated yet, but you could kind of get a sense of what's coming. And they were saying that a lot of the times the sneak that you see one year is like a feature that's launched at the next year's Adobe Max. So yeah, they showed us a bunch of Adobe XD sneaks during the UX lead summit. And I was really impressed
1: so, okay, so Adobe has been around forever, basically.
0: What, like and 25 or 30 years? Like a long time.
1: Yeah, lo- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I was wondering, so to me, always, um, they always seemed like a giant uh, dinosaur. Same. Um, and I have a feeling that this might be changing a little bit. Um, how was your, like, how did you feel yeah. uh, about that in real life?
0: I feel, I feel the same way. To me, Adobe always seemed like a stuffy company that was like corporate and like a big corporation tool set that I didn't really want to use. Um, and it, they felt slow, like stagnant. And I, was, I felt like I really was convinced otherwise at this event. I don't know if it's that something's changed or um, that like I was just like giving them a chance to... You know, I like went in with an open mind for the event. I do, Maybe I think something's changed. Like, I don't really know the history of like the leadership of the company. The, the conference started with the like CEO getting on stage and I had no idea who he was. I'd like never heard yeah. his name before or seen him. So Same. I don't know if like there was a leadership change or they were like... We're about to get our lunch eaten by all these companies like Figma. So we really need to change what we're doing. But I was impressed. I was impressed by the company. I was impressed by the conference. And, you know, the best part of conferences is the people that are there. So I I met some of the coolest people that I really vibed with. It wasn't a stuffy conference of people in suits. But what was cool is when you have a conference of 17,000 people, it's the whole range. It was people from tech. It was people from not tech. It was painters and photographers. It was the guys that work at HP down to like a bunch of freelancers and independent creators. It was YouTubers. It was highly technical people, like not technical at all people. It was people from different countries and backgrounds. It was way less tech than any of the conferences I've been to lately, like very not San Francisco centric, which was super refreshing. Um and it was a lot less white than conferences like XOXO.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I felt I mean, there's definitely work to be done still, but it was a lot more diverse than events I've been to recently. So I was very, very, very surprised and pleased with the whole experience. There was some like broiness in yeah. pockets. Like there was a GoPro uh i want to say booth. <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> i, I want to say booth but it was a semi truck that they'd parked in the convention center and it was like the, the side of it was opened up and then they had like a booth in front of it and they'd like put out astroturf and um but it was like a gopro semi truck in like matte black and it was like pretty broy.
1: yeah it sounds bro-y and every but day like, th- GoPro is obviously a bro-y uh, brand yeah, in general yeah it's like people who use that are either uh, white girls that are in bikinis on Bali or bros.
0: Well, that's all, and all their marketing materials reflect that. So it was like lots yeah. of like slow motion water shots of like a woman in a bikini. It was very like, um,
1: yeah, cliche,
0: misogynist, yeah, toxic masculinity in brand form. But there, I mean, there was cool stuff. There was like they had like um quiet spaces they had like a puppy petting area where you could like to have some downtime and go in like these beanbag chairs and hammocks and it, it wasn't like classic no cats there wasn't cats the dogs were up for adoption it was like an, an adoption agency and you could go pet puppies
1: oh i really like the idea um if i weren't scared for I, I, like yeah <laughs> i'm scared of dogs <laughs> i don't know why. they were
0: very very young puppies it was okay Anyway, I don't know. I could talk about XT for, a, or I'm sorry, Adobe Max for a long time. Um, Some of the stuff they launched was cool, but like all that stuff you could watch online. There were cool creator talks um, down from like really small creators to like Billie Eilish was one of the speakers. Uh, Dave Grohl was there. M. Night Shyamalan's interview was really good. I was really surprised. Um, The Sneaks event was co-hosted by John Mulaney. So that was, like, really fun. Um, and then, like, they had a concert, Vampire Weekend performed, which was so weird because they, like, they closed the pit so we couldn't get down to general admissions. But everyone that was down there wasn't dancing. And we were, like, trying. I was with Charlie and, um, and some other people I just met. And we were, like, dancing and trying to get down into the pit. And they kept being, like, no, it's at max capacity when they were, like, definitely was space for... They, like, rubbed off this area for, like, executives and board of directors
1: oh like the vip area and- damn i hate that so much so they, were- they are the worst people usually i'm sorry <laughs> i at the Dome we have a similar thing which is a concert hall here in amsterdam and in the like yeah the front row basically it's always like influencers and shit that don't even care about the thing because they got free tickets and they're scrolling on instagram
0: yeah i mean i got a free ticket i really wanted to dance and like Go, but eventually we got in and we got like up to the front and we like made it was really fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I, like it was really, really, really fun for, to see how much fun you were having from a distance. You felt you were so enthusiastic about this whole thing. I, I really liked uh, seeing our energy. That's really cute.
0: <laughs> I loved it. And to get back to how this is more relevant to this podcast, the convention floor had booths from every major. Computer company, except for Apple and Google. Oh, so, Dell had a huge booth, NVIDIA had a huge setup, um, Asus, and um, who else was there? HP was one of the main sponsors, CDW, and Microsoft had its smart. Booth. And Microsoft had set up all these, like um, the studio, the S- Surface Studio 2, the big iMac thing that folds down yeah. and you can draw it because I think a lot of people just need to see, like, try it and draw on it to really exactly. You can't like tell from a video how good it is to draw on. And
1: exactly, you need either you need for that thing to work. You need either to try it or know someone that you know that makes really cool shit. Right. Yes. For them to love
0: it. (laughs) But they had every new hardware that was launched this fall, including the Surface Pro X, which is the one that I really wanted. And I say wanted Uh-oh. because I don't want it anymore because I got to use it.
1: I know. Oh, no.
0: So the Surface Pro X, we knew it was targeted at the like iPad Pro market. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, since it runs Windows, like it could replace everything for me. And it can't run Adobe software. So the first day I got there and I was like, oh, my God, you have the Pro X. And they had it like in the back corner by itself. Because they yeah. were really trying to get people to use the studio because, like I said, it's yeah. one of those devices that their target market is these pro creatives at this event that just won't buy it until they try it. So this was like, that was really what they were there for. But they've got this the Pro X in the back corner. And I was like, is that the Pro X? And I just like beelined it. <laughs> and it was cool because they had all these Microsoft employees there. And it was a combination of people that like work in sales, like at the Microsoft store in LA and people that had flown down from Seattle that were like a little bit more higher up, like evangelists and people that knew the products a little bit deeper. And it was cool because there was like people that knew the creative side. And then there were people that were like knew more all the tech specs. So it really was everything I could have wanted. I spent like a combination of like an hour and a half total at the Microsoft booth over the course of the conference. Yeah. And the Pro X was there. And the first day I said, you know, do you have the Adobe software installed on it? And it didn't, which was funny because it was like the Adobe conference. Um, right. But it, it was like locked to an image, like a sales image that they whatever they have on it when it's in the store. Yeah. And I was like, I, I you can play with I, it. I want to play with it. And I was like, I don't need it to run Photoshop. Well, I just need to know that I can open a file if I need to. You know, like exactly. I, I know what compromises I'm making by getting an ARM chip device. I just want to know, like, can it open them? And it can't. So not every... It can or it can't? It cannot
1: yeah. open oh,
0: some God. Adobe software. It's like it's hit or miss and you have to go and install each separately. And as you're installing them, it will tell you what it can run. It's sort of like... Um, the last version of Photoshop from two years ago that still runs on 32-bit, that's the one that we'll install. And so... Wow.
1: But, I mean, I guess it's similar to um, to the iPad, though, because the iPad also can't run Adobe software.
0: Exactly, exactly. So that's what I was really saying, is, is like, if this can just, like, install them and run it, cool, but it can't. So it really is the iPad Pro competitor.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, so, like, Adobe Fresco is made for the iPad. It's also made for the Surface. and so it's about comparable what adobe software is going to run on both of them
1: so i also saw previews of the or maybe it's already uh, launched but like they launched photoshop for they
0: launched photoshop for ipad they launched uh they showed us a beta of illustrator for ipad it's going to come out next year
1: i mean the illustrator uh, things i've seen online yeah the people trying it and everything or like showing it that that looked really good it right was really i was good. like that looked really fucking good but then i saw someone use a brush in photoshop on ipad and they had like a buffed up new ipad and it was so
0: heartbreakingly slow here's here's the review of photoshop for ipad they said it was going to be full photoshop it's yeah, not. it's not. I think they're like, here's the photo retouching stuff and we're going to keep adding the features from full Photoshop over time. Yeah, but listen, and-
1: listen, no one needs full Photoshop. Like full Photoshop is like uh it's like a I know. It's like a city. I know.
0: You don't need <laughs> it. So, what I was no. going to say is Adobe Fresco is sort of a Procreate competitor, but Adobe yeah. Fresco has both vector layers and pixel layers. Yeah. Like raster layers. But
1: the vector Defector layers are blobby.
0: I, so they showed us some stuff that I would say, like, give it another try. Okay, It's real good. So I, I think, like, the Photoshop that they released for the iPad, I don't know what it's for because if I was going to draw pixel-based brushes, I would still use Fresco. Sorry, the naming is really confused. I'm going to use Fresco instead of Photoshop for iPad And Photoshop for iPad is like maybe for photo manipulation, but they have so many other things for photo manipulation, including they launched Photoshop camera, which I'm...
1: So how I would use it is probably the same way as I use it on my computer right now is so I use... Procreate for drawing pixels, right? Mm-hmm. And then I take my file, that's actually a PSD, into Photoshop on my computer and I do some edits. So I, um, the edits that I do is I will um, tilt things, I will rearrange things. Uh, th- those are all things that um, Procreate are very bad at yeah. because when you tilt something, it will become pixely, blurry, disgusting. And Photoshop deals with those things differently, which is why I do it there. And then what I also do is I do color edits and I export it in different sizes. I do, I make things like just the final touches. So I think in general, I only spend like, what is it like half an hour in Photoshop? Um, So it's like the least amount of time in the process of making an illustration. Yeah. so for me if I could do those things on the iPad instead of on my computer that would be super cool because that would mean that I can bring my whole process to the iPad instead of um, having to export it and put it on my computer so that could be cool I could see that happening and working yeah. Um, but yeah definitely Photoshop has been like it's kind of a It's so all-encompassing in a way that um, I can see how especially like a newer generation wouldn't even know what to use Photoshop for um, in general.
0: (laughs) If you you look, so they've been experimenting with mobile apps for a long time, both iPad and iPhone, Android. And if you look, they like will add a brand name like Illustrator Draw. First, where yeah. it's like a subset of the tools for Illustrator. They're, and they've just been like throwing yeah. stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I think that that's what's going to happen with Photoshop is Photoshop's the brand for f- still image manipulation. And they're going to continue releasing a variety of Photoshop apps that are all subsets of different things that photoshop for desktop can do because you like you said yeah. you don't need full photoshop it's a whole city it does a billion things you could technically video edit in photoshop it's like way bloated and so yeah, you,
1: you can uh, you can uh, frame by frame animate you can do 3d you can do um photo editing yeah. like to the extreme like i mean yeah I can even imagine like the whole fucking liquify tool being a separate thing.
0: I, yeah, you know what I mean, I would say like, yeah, it's not full Photoshop for iPad. You don't want full Photoshop for iPad. No. So, um, they, so, I mean, they they gave us a be- they a beta of Photoshop Camera, and this is an iPhone Android app, and it is for doing b- between taking the picture to before you send it to instagram or snapchat or whatever it they want to own that space and because right now everyone is doing photo editing quote-unquote in instagram right or they'll download yeah. like, the people that are like pro instagrammers are downloading a another app and maybe if it's lightroom disco yeah, yeah lightroom and so photoshop was like we, we we do that that's our thing and they use <laughs> the they have this branding for all their ml stuff called sensei adobe sensei it just means wherever they're using like machine learning technology they have this brand adobe sensei and they it was like the the drinking game of the conference like they said it a billion times and it's like they're really trying to use that as like the brand for wherever machine learning is being applied or they're using algorithms or you know ai stuff it's all adobe sensei and so this app is using all that they have From like stuff that people use Photoshop for to do filters for photos. Okay. And gifts. Wow. And so, and it's really, really good. I mean, it's not like too much more advanced than what you can do in like Instagram and Snapchat, but it has a little bit of a this is like a little bit more serious because it's just about taking and editing photos and then posting them. And has cool stuff where it like will mask out all the people in the picture and change out the background and apply filter. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, it's pretty yeah. cool. I think it's going to be a pretty popular app once it comes out. Yeah. I definitely. It
1: sounds it. like, it sounds like a serious version of face. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. In- interesting.
0: Yeah. That's like the I don't know. consumer play that I think it is probably going to take off the most of all the things that I saw. Cause everything else is I pretty think- much like you have to be a subscriber to get most of the features
1: right but you shouldn't forget that uh the people that are very into filters and everything and and do the lightroom thing or the fisco thing whatever they are also creators exactly they're uh, like the influencers and they yeah they definitely use uh, adobe products just in a different way um it's really interesting i think adobe is definitely in an interesting spot right now and i think If they start nailing these things, they could be yeah, they could be a gold chicken for a while again.
0: (laughs) Okay, here's Owen saying he slept through his alarm. So I called that. (laughs) Do you think he's gonna join? Let's ask him.
1: (laughs) Did you did you win anything at the conference?
0: Uh no, but there were a ton of giveaways. I have like a a huge suitcase. Oh my god, that's the thing I didn't we didn't talk about yet. What? I shipped Blev's Surface Laptop 3.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you To my
0: brother. And then he shipped it to my hotel. And then so I brought it home. That's why I flew out with a half-empty suitcase. I smuggled it. (laughs) So if you work for customs, please don't listen to this episode. And...
1: (laughs) Close your ears. Close your ears.
0: Owen is not going to join. Sleepy boy. Okay, so... We have a Surface Laptop three in the house. It is the fully loaded Cobalt Alcantara one in thirteen inch. Sick. Owen oh, wants us to talk about Facebook's rebrand. It's such
1: a. I don't want to talk about it. A, there's listen. nothing to talk about. Listen, they did a rebrand. Boring. Bye. They didn't rebrand because <laughs> they want
0: to put their brand on all of their apps so they can't be broken up as easily. Period. That's the whole yeah, take.
1: Listen. It's a political thing. It's trash. We don't don't want it. Oh, and
0: also says SoftBank, which is probably worth talking about. I hate bank. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the Surface Laptop 3.
1: Yeah, let's talk about exciting things for once. Like, I kind of, like, this has been fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) a non-downer episode. Yeah, Um, exactly. So we did an unboxing last night. We opened it up. And started playing with it. It is so nice. Well, first off, at the yeah. conference, I got to at the Microsoft booth. I got to play with the the black one in thirteen. What you think, damn, what did- it is so nice. The trackpad is such an upgrade from the last gen, and also
1: yeah, that's what all I want to hear. <laughs> like
0: I, I was thinking about getting the Surface Pro Seven after I talked with all the employees about the surface pro x i played with the surface pro 7 the screen's not as good bezels are meaty but it's got that like giant processor the what the guy was saying is like the internals of the Sof- surface pro 7 and the surface laptop 3 are nearly identical he's wow. like sure there's lots of like if you want to get down to like what model processor and stuff what type of ram like there's subtle differences because they're different form factors But like, if you just like zoom out a little bit and get a little less technical, they're pretty much the same inside. So it's like, what form factor do you want? And really, it comes down to do you want the form factor that lays down for drawing? Or are you not going to draw so much on it? Because you can technically like grab a Surface Pen and draw on the Surface Laptop 3, but it's not the best experience because that screen, you know, only leans back so far.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare to draw in that angle. To be honest, it's not really
0: built for it, right? There's no there's instances could, where you're gonna screenshot something and you're gonna draw with your finger an arrow or circle. Exactly. But like
1: I was gonna say, I can I can imagine editing with it maybe if you're editing like text, um, underlining things like shit like that. Yeah. But other than that,
0: I would not it's really for casual, you know if yeah. you're going to use like the the drawing in PowerPoint to do like a highlighting or circles or arrows or stuff like that is basics. It's it's not for yeah. professional artists to draw on. But so that's the key difference. But with the Surface Pro 7 you have that keyboard that attaches, the keyboard case situation. And the yeah. trackpad on that versus the trackpad on the Surface Laptop 3, it's like I'm pretty convinced on the Surface Laptop 3 at this point. It is so. Yeah, nice. exactly. And the black looks beautiful. I know, like, you have to know going in that it's going to scratch, and you're really, really going to see those scratches because you're taking that colored layer off the top. So it's just like yeah. silver that bleeds through. But,
1: and I also hear a lot of people complaining about how they get so many fingerprints sure. on it and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But as a person who has all black everything, I have seen it all.
0: <laughs> and the cobalt that we got is it's really, it's really nice. It's not like blue. It looks like black almost. And then the light hits it and you're like, oh, that's nice. Ooh, that's nice. And the Alcantara is way nice. I, lo- I like the fabric. Um, anyway, the trackpad yeah, and keyboard yeah. are awesome. The display looks great. The bezels are really thin. I I think it it so we have it sitting next to a MacBook Pro and it just beats the pants out of it design wise. It looks so good.
1: Really? Okay. I'm re- yeah. I I want to see it. Like I will see, I will definitely pick the- next time I'm over at yours. But um yeah I I think I'm like ninety percent there in. Like deciding if I if that's gonna be my next laptop.
0: Um, it looks big for thirteen inch. Like, um, maybe it's a fourteen inch screen. I don't know. Uh, the, it's the smaller of the two models, and I yes. well, I saw both size models at uh, at Adobe Max, but the we've got the smaller of the two, and it does look like a little bit larger than the MacBook. I don't know if it's just like the.
1: Yeah, but the the MacBook is just really really tiny. I always like when I see that one. So I had a two thousand and eleven thirteen inch MacBook. That was my first MacBook, mm-hmm. and that one was quite bulky. Um, and then when later I got a fifteen inch, and then the newest ones, the fifteen inch MacBook Pro that is out right now is almost the same size as the first thirteen inch MacBook oh, wow. that I had and then half the thickness yeah. so the vessels became way smaller at some point um so um I, I, it always it always confuses me how small the apple mac the laptops are actually to be honest so i can kind of imagine the windows surface macbooks oh uh, macbook <laughs> hello the windows surface laptop three. laptops, yeah <laughs> Being like a little bit more bulky and that the bar it's not bulky.
0: it's just it looks like a bigger screen mm. it just yeah it, you're like, is this a fourteen inch it's like it's a it huh. looks big. it looks like you have a lot of workspace. i don't I feel like the fifteen inch was humongous like people that yeah. want that size like i I used to do that I used to have a fifteen inch no. Macbook, but like it's a lot to carry around.
1: Honestly, I'm my next uh, computer is gonna be 13 inch for sure, because um, I mean I always wherever I work, I have a screen there. I have a screen at home. Right. I have a screen like at my office, um, and I just really at this point I just really hate how big and bulky my 15 inch MacBook is. It's so it's like dead wave dead boy, and I I never really have to use the whole screen. I never use software on full screen on that thing either like maybe photoshop but that's basically it you know what, well, I mean? what i'm
0: saying is the 13 inch screen is plenty big or yeah. whatever the size is I, i'm gonna look right now because i want to make sure i'm not like sh- like bullshitting
1: yeah i think it's 13 inch i think that's what they uh maybe it's 13.6 yeah. or something i don't know but they that's definitely what they put it as
0: 13.5 inch yep Okay, so it's thirteen point five inch, but it's big and it does. It's decent. It's really decent. So yeah, I I think like I don't know why you would get the fifteen inch. I guess because you can get like um, I don't know. It's not for me. Anyway, well,
1: I mean if it's your, if it's your main driver and you don't have an extra screen, then I could definitely imagine. All I'm
0: saying is the screen looks bigger than other thirteen inches. It's great. It's beautiful hardware. The trackpad's amazing. The keyboard's nice really nice softer and quieter than the macbook it's got more travel i just like across the board super impressed the os has gotten a lot better since last time we've used it in this house so i don't know i'm sold on it i'm really glad that we've got one we did we did max it out hardware wise um to make it last as long as possible so hopefully we've got it for a nice long time but yeah that's that's yeah, that exactly. um that's that's cool. the update on the laptop three and i'm still a little unsure of what i'm gonna get um yeah. i'm looking at the sandstone surface laptop three to you know get a little the the pink hued version um i yeah. still am interested in the pixel book go but like it doesn't run adobe stuff so i've got to really consider like what my my stack's gonna be but my right, macbook exactly. is, is it's like giving up the ghost it's um it's got an awful rattle it's the battery life's dying the storage is like going it, the whole thing is going the display is going the os is crap these days i just am having a lot of problems with it so i
1: i i hate that so much because <laughs> i think you have a fairly new macbook right and i'm um, i'm having similar problems with mine but mine is like super old when
0: did the touch bar come out
1: Um, two thousand and
0: sixteen. It was it was like a November launch, like when that
1: because I I had my last one in two thousand fifteen, yeah, and I remembered thinking, oh, they're gonna come with a new one soon. Um, I am excited to see what the sixteen inch MacBook is gonna be about. So
0: October two (laughs) thousand sixteen was when they announced it, and I pre-ordered it then, and got it I think in November. So November 2016 yeah. is how long I've had this computer. So we're talking three years from today, ish, and it is acting okay. like it's six years old. Yeah, and I'm really disappointed because you know I spent five grand on it.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds worse than uh, mine.
0: Well, mine you've got really the keyboard on keyboard situation that I think is like <laughs> pretty pretty bummer.
1: Well, I mean, at my at my office again, at my office and. Yeah, here at home as well when I'm sitting at my desk I just have a, a, another keyboard that I use that's just installed like my laptop barely is open when I use it at home this, um,
0: this is speaking of your setup this is the thing that was at Adobe Max that you would have loved Logitech had a booth that was all MX products shit. and then they had the who's the guy that makes the Instagram filters like um, Zach Lieberman
1: Oh, yeah. Is that his name?
0: Mm-hmm. He yep. was there. He It was an, a Logitech, you know, X Zach Lieberman thing. So they had these all these unique what? Instagram filters that he had created that you could only get at the Logitech booth. Wow. And then they had all the like the new MX master keys and they were doing a giveaway. I did not win, but uh, I got to, tr- to try it out. And it is such a nice keyboard. If I didn't have huh. this other Logitech keyboard, which I really like, I would definitely get it. So if you're in the market for a new keyboard, I know you've got your new clicky-clacky one, but was for, those say lis- no. for those listening, <laughs> if you're in the market for a new keyboard, it's really nice. Really yeah. nice. It was like they had like kind of like very typical convention sales people working at the booth. Yeah. So it wasn't the best experience because they're really just trying to sell me products.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean, that's our job, I guess. But,
0: well, but a lot of the booths, it was more like brand evangelists and people that weren't trying to push it. They were just like, they knew that the creative audience is all about like positive, good experiences, well-considered experiences. And so a lot of it was like getting you excited about the product rather than trying to sell it to you. And these people were like, yeah, they, it was really like walking into a, a Best Buy a little bit. But anyway, I brought you a bunch of MX stickers from Logitech because I knew Hell that you yeah. might be pumped about that.
1: That's so cool! I like yeah. that. <laughs> Sick.
0: Um. Okay, let's talk about one more positive thing, and then yes, we can just mention. Well, SoftBank. Let's just mention SoftBank. SoftBank. All right, Owen. Was that enough? <laughs> 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 no. Um. The, the shit with WeWork is bananas they keep dumping oh my money God. into it and their valuation keeps going down and
1: that guy is insane the SoftBank
0: guy or the WeWork guy the I mean WeWork both. guy yeah, yeah so adam newman's we well. work ceo and or what was is he's no longer the chairman <laughs> <laughs> yeah bananas but he got like paid out to so Step back, so it's crazy. Yep,
1: billions.
0: But SoftBank had their investor update, and their decks are always crazy. But this one, the I'll post the graph of their WeWork slide. It is yeah. bananas. It's so it's going down and down and down. So this is a it's this hypothetical illustration of EBITDA, and it's going down and down and down below the zero mark, and then it's got a a point at the bottom where it starts to go back up, and the point at the bottom in light gray tiny text says future. So like they're saying, (laughs) if you cut it right there, it's just a graph that's going down below zero, like way, 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 way down. Just down, 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 down. And then it says turn around in giant blue letters with a giant blue arrow, and it's going up and up and up and up and (laughs) up way above the zero line.
1: The fuck? So they they they're trying to say like if we just hold on to it long enough it
0: will be yeah, fine. Yeah, they like it looks bad now but don't worry. Turnaround's coming. So, okay. Yeah. Well,
1: probably yeah, I mean
0: But he said on the his investor update called that he'd made some mistakes. So, this is the CEO of SoftBank.
1: Wow. Well, I'm I'm not too updated on the whole SoftBank thing, but um it it sounds like fucking nightmare. Between
0: them and Saudi Arabia, they are holding up the tech bubble of company yeah. overvalued companies
1: yeah
0: hi balthazar
1: yeah he's being re- very very annoying right now
0: <laughs> it's okay i like that he's here uh yeah i'm curious how the audience feels about the cats on the show because it's, not like, <laughs> <soup>. <laughs> they're it's better- not like super bad you know it's just like every once in a
1: while yeah they have to love them though i mean
0: yeah maybe we should like in- include great. them on the um the charged podcast website you know how we've got <laughs> our three bios maybe there should be like in yeah. guest stars or like you know how like tracks have like featuring and it's like an artist like dj featuring dj khaled it's, it's like <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah that, that would be funny he's a pretty boy though and so is mika so yeah it would look, it would look cute. cute
0: let's do that let's add him Let's fuck on about it. Yeah. Um
1: I had a I had a meeting with someone yesterday over video call and they were <laughs> they had a cat at home as well. And the cat was used to the guy not being at home during the day. And the cat started to fucking tear down the place. Oh he 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 was attacking the guy. He was the plants were falling. Like there was a big tree at some point that fell over. It was insane.
0: <laughs> I see you have to understand when some people like don't like cats. That's shit. Li- shit like that. <laughs> that's like that's ridiculous.
1: But that's exactly why I like them. <laughs>
0: you're on a yeah. You're on the cat's turf. Yeah, it's ing <laughs> and you're there. Yeah,
1: fucking love it. Hey, I don't have anything else actually to say on this podcast. I had some topics that I wanted to talk about with Owen regarding to the whole influencer thing. Yeah um but uh next yeah i, I mean i think that's a, a topic that we re- should really talk about with the three of us as like there is in all of us different um parts of the story that are interesting and that we know stuff about i'm sure um so i think we should save that one for later i love it um and other than that i i really don't want to talk about facebook i'm not even joking i don't want to talk about it i think
0: i'm happy to talk about facebook Um, i don't want to talk about the rebrand because it's a non-story it's a distraction too for all the shit that's going on (sighs) yeah um
1: i'm so sorry i'm yawning (laughs) oh it's
0: okay i'll leave it in the show (laughs) shit yep that's
1: I'm really, I'm really happy that you got to try and feel all the Microsoft stuff, and I'm really happy with your report reports on the Microsoft Surface laptop. Laptop three. Laptop three. They had
0: the Surface <laughs> Book two there, which is the one that Owens got. Yeah, and uh, all the employees were also like, "We can't believe they haven't updated this," but it yeah,
1: had because that really like. That thing seems old. It seems old now.
0: I think it to me it looks old now that they've got this new design language too. Um,
1: I think it already looks old when it came out, to be honest. Yeah,
0: well, um, the guy was saying like it was kind of cutting edge hardware when it came out. So now it's about normal. So it it sits competition wise with like the 15 inch Surface Laptop 3 pretty well. But he was like, don't buy this because they're going to yeah. update it probably early next year. I mean, he yeah. probably said that off the record. Let me, I, I'll say that. Quote that me. I said that. <laughs> Qu- quote that me is not no, a but sentence, like, I mean, but. It,
1: it, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, the, um, the Mac rumors website exactly. thing. Where they always say like, um, it hasn't been updated in, three million days so don't buy it
0: so the mac rumors buyer's guide that you're talking about i want that for everything i'm always like wait should i get this now or should i wait is this newer yeah exactly
1: yeah because like sometimes i'm like I just want it so I'm gonna buy it but then if it comes out with a new thing next month this fucking sucks. Like
0: I was talking to someone that bought AirPods like two weeks ago and I was like take it back oh, to the store they're still within the return period like take it back
1: <laughs> To be honest though like we haven't talked about the AirPods I yet saw, uh, but, um, I saw
0: so many AirPod Pros I was shocked
1: Yeah people really love the AirPods. I just
0: didn't realize that like the day they announced them they were available in stores
1: Yeah. I'm
0: so impressed by how many I saw. I mean, not impressed in a good way, but, like, there were so many. Everyone was wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, it's an interesting thing because they – And the thing that I find very interesting about it is, like, this is how Apple became big in the beginning with their white earpods. Yeah.
0: It's good marketing. Um,
1: Because – It's really good marketing. It's the cool thing. It's like kind of signifying, hey, I'm rich or rich-ish or like I care about tech or whatever the fuck. And it became like, because I mean, we, we shouldn't forget that Apple was really, really a nerd company and only nerds were using it. And it was really niche and then like fashion and cool people started like having the iPod and everything and it became like a very big thing and i feel like that the new airpods and also the old ones are definitely like the kind of type of influencer thing um because i mean they are fucking ugly right they're super ugly for some reason i have been i've been using them for the last two years and i've convinced myself that i like them
0: right yeah we've all convinced (laughs)
1: ourselves i like the look of them that i like how they sit that i like all the things about it and actually i mean they are still my favorite apple product that came out in the last i don't know five years um but yeah we also know that there's a bunch of problems with them and it's kind of heartbreaking actually to see everyone jump onto the new ones so easily because
0: they're not recyclable i
1: mean they're not recyclable. Um, I guess a lot of people that got them originally were were like do a new pair. Um, And any earpod competitor might also not be recyclable. So I mean, I can see why but then I don't know. I was hoping that we were paying a little bit more attention to what we buy and what we throw out and stuff like that this
0: (laughs) this is the perfect topic to remind us of the other thing we were supposed to talk about today which was fitbit got bought by google
1: oh yeah well fitbit has a very interesting um journey so far yeah i think i think we we can dedicate like a show to that as well um because they did they did like weird Turns in their in their uh, journey, and they've almost gone out business. of business
0: a couple times. They've they've shown that yeah. graph of like, or we've seen that graph of people like dropping off after a while of like buying it Fitbit and then yeah. stop using it after two years. Um, they yeah. IPOed, and their stock price has not been doing well. They've sort of been in that bucket where we're like, are they going to exist again? Um, and here we go. Google's trying to get all of our health data i think that when people talk about google buying it that's really what they were buying was the data i'm sure they're gonna come out with a fitness device but another fitness device but come on i mean it was a data play
1: yeah yeah it's definitely a data play because i think i do think that the fitbit as we know it right now is kind of aged
0: well they've got that newer one that looks kind of like an apple watch Huh, I haven't seen I've it seen yet. a couple in but, uh, person it doesn't I mean I don't like the way the Apple watch looks, so I don't like the way it looks either, but if you like the aesthetic of the Apple watch, it's not far off, yeah, it's yeah. not got the same rounded corners, but it's like you know,
1: I don't know I think uh, those type of um watches are inherently a luxury item, so and I think so if someone wants to have one, they want to have the. The expensive one, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think we should talk about this some other time as well. And s- trying to... S- I mean, I think I think they're going to go under. And uh, Google is going to come out with some watch thing that uh, you and Owen are probably going to be very excited about at some point.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that every like wrist-based tech device is ugly. So
1: except for the one that you have two of
0: no i stopped wearing it really yeah i really
1: but that one is not ugly i, I mean yeah. you can say a lot about it but it's no, not the ugly
0: things is not ugly but i keep running into issues with them so that's a whole oh, other episode i think but i no longer yeah. wear any wrist things but it's too bad huh yeah yeah i mean google having all that health data scares me but um they probably have a lot of worse things about us already, <laughs> so
1: yeah, exactly. It's
0: not good. It's not good. And mm-hmm. um, we saw what happened in Nest. It took a really long time yeah. for them to figure that out. And so, hopefully, uh, if you are pro Fitbit, that they you know turn around and have a nice Google branded device over the next year or two. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I got Okay. Yeah. I think
1: uh, <laughs> I think that was it for me this that's week. That's it. I f- think yeah. Yeah, I right.
0: Think that we've gone an hour, so that's probably enough. Um maybe we'll record an episode in the next couple of days with Owen so we can have another one sooner, but
1: yeah. yeah. I would be down, I'm for, down that. for that. Too. Um
0: we'll tell Owen for me but we're down for that.
1: Probably like
0: Monday. We'll talk after we the should. show about it. <laughs> yeah. Um if you uh like this episode, please share it. Share it on social, share it with a friend. Um uh if you want to be more part of our community, we've got Discord, Discord link in the show notes. Um you can email us, hi at chargepodcast.com and find us on Twitter and um what's the other thing? Oh, and you can leave us a voice message on uh Anchor and that link is also in the show notes and we'll listen to those and add them to the end of the next episode. So, uh.
1: Hell yeah! Yeah!
0: Talk to you soon, everybody! See you in Discord!
1: See you next time! Bye, biscuits! Um, I, my cat pooped, so I'm sitting like it smells
0: really. <laughs> oh, oh, that's going after the show for sure. <laughs>
1: it's terrible. That that was why he was meowing as well. Actually, he he does a stint of meowing when he uh, needs to poop.
0: Really? Yep.
1: Yeah. Sometimes he also does some running.
0: Oh God! So you like know that's he's funny. about to take a deuce? Yeah. Gross.